again to a wonderful Thursday evening. This is Into the Deep. We are a brand new talk show in Beaumont, Texas, where we bring the word to the world so everyone can know who they are in Christ and fulfill their destiny in Christ. Amen. We expect to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's amazing to be hosting this show again this evening. Let me let you know something. I said it last week. I'm going to say it this week. This show is energizing to me. This show gives me strength. The Lord, when I give this show over to God, he allows me to give, he gives me strength to continue to, to host this show. He gives me ideas. He gives me messages. He gives me videos. And today, let me let you know something. The background for today's message, my goodness, let me let you know, I was at work <laughs> and I was studying something else and God gave me a message for some, another day. But And then as I was studying that message, God said, hit this too. This is going to be good too. They, they need to know about this one too. So let me let you know, today is going to be great. Today is going to be impactful. Today is going to be powerful. So you don't want to miss it. You want to share, you want to like, you want to comment. Let's do it. Amen. We are in the month of May, the last day of May. Amen. And on last week, matter of fact, all through, all through the month of May, there's been some events going on, and I'm really excited to say this. I'm really excited because this event is they moving on to a new level in life. I want to congratulate everyone who's graduated, everyone who's been promoted to the next grade level. I want to congratulate you, and I want to let you know I am proud that you're moving on to your next level. Amen? And when you move on to, this is what I want to let you know, when you move on to your next level, don't be intimidated, don't be afraid of where you're going, because you you did not make it this far to quit. You did not make it this far to be in fear. You are moving on to your next level with, with courage. You're moving on to your next level. And I want to encourage you to continue pushing forward, just like you did on your last level. Continue pushing forward because there's greatness in the end. Amen? So I want to congratulate everyone of class of 2023, whether it's in elementary school, middle school, high school, college, graduate school, seminary, wherever you graduated from, if you're a class of 2023, I want to congratulate you and I want to say you have made it and continue pushing forward. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to get into our discussion. Amen. Our discussion is going to be coming from Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. Amen. So, I want to start at the first verse. It reads, read from the New Living Translation. It reads, 
Then Jesus was led by the Spirit. I'm sorry, I got excited right there. I'm sorry. Well, then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted there by the devil. For 40 days and 40 nights, he fasted and became very hungry. During that time, the devil came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, then tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Okay. So I read those four verses, and when I was reading those four verses, I, I started to leap. My spirit man started to leap because those four verses were very powerful. If you don't know why they're powerful, I'm going to tell you why. Don't worry. But the reason God directed me to this chapter is because the foundational scripture for this show is chapter 4, verse 19, where he, said, where he talks to Peter and says, come and follow me. Cast your nets into the deep for a catch. And what God revealed to me was before he told Peter to cast his net into the deep for a catch, what I noticed was before that, Jesus went and preached. Before Jesus went and preached, he was tempted in the wilderness. Before Jesus begun his ministry, he was tempted in the wilderness. But reading the first verse, before Jesus was tempted, he fasted and he prayed. <laughs> you see the very thing about fasting and praying, right? I've been in church for quite a long time now. I would say about 30, 31 years I've been in church. And in those years, I've seen, I've, I conducted fasts, I've been a part of fasts, and if you will ask someone who fasts, they'll probably tell you the best part of the fast is when it ends. But, but I want to flip that, the best part of the fast is when it begins. Because when you fast and you train, the thing about fasting is it's not about food. That's not what fasting is about. And when I go to doctors, I really don't like when they say, before you do blood tests, you gotta fast. Because when that's minimizing the, the point of a fast. What, what fasting is, is where you're surrendering and where you're sacrificing something to God. You see, fasting is surrendering and sacrificing and removing the distractions from getting closer to God. You see, Jesus fasted before he began his ministry. You see, Jesus had to fast because he had to let go of some things because what he was going to go through, he had to get rid of some things because if he would have went through it, without fasting and praying, he probably would have made he probably would not have made it all the way through.
So here we are in the text where Jesus, many of us who read the Bible before, we know about what happened. We know that the devil tempted Jesus in the wilderness. We know Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. But I want to tell you, I want to talk about the power behind the text. Well, we see that before he began his ministry, he fasted. And the point God wanted me to make tonight was before you start anything new, fast and pray. Before you start anything new, fast and pray. Fasting and praying isn't tied to religion. Fasting and praying isn't tied to a title. Fasting and praying isn't tied to an age limit. You can fast and pray at any age limit, at any degree level, at any knowledge. You can fast and pray. And what God wants me to let you know tonight, before you start something new, fast and pray. So those who have, for the class of 2023, if you have, you have finished one level of your life, now it's time to move forward. But here's what God wants me to let you know. Fast and pray. You see, when we're fast and pray before we set, before we step foot into our new destination, before we step foot on our new levels, what, what we're doing is we say, God, I know where you want me to go, but God, I'm here for a clear understanding of what you want me to do. I'm here for a clear understanding of what we're going to do on this new level. So now we, we talked about that he fasted and prayed. He went 40 days and 40 nights fasting and praying. And at the end of his fast, he was hungry. And then the devil came and tempted him. You see, the devil didn't come and tempt him at the beginning of the fast. He didn't come tempt him during, during the fast. He came at the end of the fast. Because here's the thing. It, at the end of verse 2, it said he became very hungry. So I thought to myself, and that's how I like to read the scriptures. I like to think about why the author wrote these words and why he wrote it that way. And you see, Matthew wrote that after 40 days, he became very hungry. He, he wanted to show you that after the fast, he was weak. After the fast, that was a weak moment. And what, what he wanted to illustrate to you was that the devil doesn't come when you're strong enough. The devil doesn't come when he knows you can defend him. The devil will come when you least expect it. The devil will come when you're in your weak moment. The devil will come when you're in depression. The devil will come when all hell is breaking loose. So the devil came at the end of the fast when he was hungry. You see, going into the fast, you know that God's about to take you to a new level. So you're all happy. You're excited. You're ready for, you're ready for what God's about to bring you to. The devil says, oh, you're too close with God now. Nah, I can't mess with you there. But at the end, where you have given up your very, where you have given up food, where you have given up entertainment, where you have given up social media, whatever you have sacrificed and surrendered to God, you, you, you're at a point of 
with joy. That, that, that's, that's how God wants me to illustrate it. You see, many drug addicts, when they go through rehab, when they go through withdrawal, they, they go through a point, period of withdrawal, and this, this inside their body is yearning for the drug. You see what they're yearning for what they're addicted to. But this isn't at the beginning of rehab. This is where, this is close to the end of where you're overcoming that addiction. So the devil came to Jesus at the end of his fast because that was the weak moment. And he tempted Jesus. All right. Now, he asked Jesus to do three things. The first one, verse three. If you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Now, 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 here's the thing. This may not sound like temptation when you read it. But like I said, I, I like to read the Bible and I like to picture why you are wrote this way and why this was said. So, and God revealed to me was that the devil did not tempt Jesus by asking him a question. The devil tempted Jesus by testing his identity in, in him. Let me, let me bring it to you this way. Verse 4. But Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, in Jesus' weak state, in Jesus' weak moment, he didn't respond in himself. He didn't respond in the flesh. He responded with the word. It says, the scripture said. Let me, okay. I, I need to let you know something. I told you I've done some, a couple of fasts. I've done a lot of fasts. And when, when I was doing these fasts, there was Let me let you know, if you know me now, I'm a lot better than I was back then. If you knew me back then, you maybe understand that I, I was a very petty person. I was a very sarcastic person. And when I would fast, and it was getting really close to the end of the fast, right, I, I would really get irritated sometimes. Like, well, like people ask me questions and I'm like, all you have to do is look to the left and it's right there. The answer is right there. I, I'm like, and I will respond in my flesh. But, but now I can honestly say 
that at times when I get irritated, I don't respond in my flesh, I respond with the word of God. You see, now I, I can show the fruits that I'm a Christian. Now that I, 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 can, I have evidence that I'm a Christian, I don't respond in petty ways anymore. I don't respond sarcastically all the time. God's still working on me though. Jesus responded with the word of God. You see, the, de the devil wanted to know if he really knew who he, who he really was. You, you see, well, the devil said, if you are the son of God, if you truly are who you, if you truly are who I know you are, go ahead and do something like that. If you truly are the son of God, turn these stones into loaves of bread. I know you're hungry. But Jesus responded with the word. He said, Jesus, the New Living Translation said, people do not live by bread alone, but the revelation God gave me was Jesus responded saying, I know who I am in Christ. I don't need to tell you who I am in Christ. Christ called me. Christ confirmed me. I don't need to turn no bread, no stones into bread. God strengthens me. Even in this moment now. I may be hungry now, but let me let you know something. God is yet strengthening me. My natural man may be hungry, but guess what? I'm feeding him the word of, I'm feeding my spirit man the word of God and I'm getting strength. Verse 5. So the devil seen that didn't work. The devil seen that he knew the word of God. They knew, he knew his identity in Christ. Verse 5. Then the devil took him to, to the holy city of Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple, and said, if you are the son of God, jump out. For the scripture says, he will order his angels to protect you, and they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. I, I got excited again because here Jesus, the devil tried to tempt Jesus with his, with his identity first. Now he's tempting Jesus with the word of God. You see, the devil seen that he knew his identity, and he, Jesus didn't have to prove his identity. Now he's, he's testing his knowledge of the scriptures. You see, what God told me was that the devil knows scripture. The devil knows what the Bible says. The devil knows the Bible, right? So, the devil would try to come and trip us up with the scriptures, but we have to have knowledge of the scripture. You see, we can't just know the scripture. 
because the, the devil knows the scripture. We have to have knowledge of the scripture. What, what, what do I mean by having knowledge of the scripture? Having knowledge of the scripture is mean we must study the scriptures. In 2 Timothy 2 and 15, it says, study to show thyself approved. We have to study the scriptures. Not only do we have to study the scripture, we have to meditate on the word. Come on. You see, study the scripture. What, what do I mean by studying the scripture? I'm, I'm breaking it down for you. Study the scripture is we have to understand the context of what's going on. We have to understand the culture of the, the text when it was written. We have to understand why the author wrote it. We have to understand what, who and what the author is talking to. You see, just reading the Bible front to back, back to front, seven, ten times, just reading the Bible doesn't mean you know you have knowledge of the Bible. Let me, let me uh, try to explain it a little bit better. I have a master's degree in accounting. I, I've studied different banks. I've studied the concepts of different banks. i studied the concepts of different investments. All to get this degree. I, I've studied it. But, but the thing about it, if I go to the stock exchange in New York, I wouldn't know what I'm doing. I, I know how to do it, but I wouldn't know what I'm doing because I just studied what it was. I didn't study anything. I didn't study more about it. I, okay, I knew the, the New York exchange, stock exchange. I knew the different publications, but I didn't study how to be a Day trader. I didn't study that. I just studied the stock exchange, right? So here we are, verse 5 through 7. The devil is tempting Jesus with the knowledge of the scriptures. Verse 7, Jesus responded, the scriptures also says, you must not test the Lord your God. Come on. So, here we are. Jesus said, devil, I know who I am. I know who I am in God. I don't have to prove myself to you. Devil, I know what the word says. Yes, the word the word says that as well. But the word says this too. So the devil went again. The next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain. Right there, I want to start right there. And I want to show you something that we probably missed, that you probably missed. Verse 8, it says, next, the devil took him to 
the peak of a very high mountain. Verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city of Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple. Verse 3. During that time, the devil came and said to him, Why, why, why did I read those three verses? Because I wanted to show you something. I wanted to show you what the devil does. Right? So, the devil came and tempted Jesus at the end of his fast. The devil came to Jesus where he was. And when he seen that he couldn't tempt Jesus with his identity, what this is what he did next. This is what the devil did next. The devil brought him to a high point. And then when he couldn't tempt Jesus with the knowledge of the scripture, he brought him to the highest point of the mountain. What, what, what am I saying? You, you see, when, when the devil is tempting you, when the devil is trying to get you to come to his side, well, he, will, he will first meet you where you are. Yeah, because, you know, we say that in church that God will meet you where you are. The devil will meet you where you are as well. You see, the devil will accept you too. You see, the devil will meet you in your weak states. The devil will meet you there. And if he, if he can get you where you are, he won't move any further. But if you continue, if you know who you are in God, if you know who you are in Christ, and you overcome his temptation, he will come again. But this time he will, he will present to you what you want, what you're looking for. <laughs> he will present to you what you're looking for. You see, Earlier I said, fasting and praying is the beginning of your new level. It's the beginning of something new in Christ, right? That, that can be elevation, that can be moving to your next level, that can be moving on to your next dimension. You, you see God, you see the devil said, okay, God, God is moving you up, so I'm going to show you something. The, the devil tried to elevate Jesus in his own way. Come on. The devil tried, the devil would try to elevate you in your own thinking. You see, you see, the devil believes elevation is to go higher. The higher you go, the better you are. But I wanna I wanna tell you this. You see, in Christ, it's reversed. When God elevates you, you don't go higher, you go lower. You see, when, when God wants to elevate you, he's not elevating you up, he's elevating you down. So, so the devil 
wants to elevate you up, God's elevating you down. God, you see, the devil wants to bring pride into your life where God wants to humil bring humility to you. You see, every time the devil tempted Jesus, it was about who Jesus was. I'm going to say it again. Every time the devil is going to tempt you, it's not about who you are as God. It's about who you are. I, I probably confused somebody. Let me, let me bring it down. When the devil wants to elevate you, he will elevate you in yourself. But when God elevates you, He's elevating you in him. You see, when we elevate in self, anything can break us down. But when God elevates us, we're already down. You, you see, nothing can shake you. Nothing can break you. When God is ready to elevate you, he's building you up. That whatever tries to come against you can't shake you. So the very thing, when, when you graduated this season, God says, I am elevating you to your next level. You have the knowledge to where you can't be shaken. You have the knowledge where you can't be broken. I'm elevating you to a new level. The devil can't come against you as long as you're elevating with me. Oh, Lord. Let's go back to the last temptation from the devil. Verse 8. Next, the devil took him to the peak of a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. I will give it all to you. He said, if you will kneel down and worship me. Verse 10, get out of here, Satan, Jesus told him. For the scripture says, you, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only you. Glory, come on. That, I, I like that part right there. Get out of here, Satan. You see? Come on. The, the first temptation was the temptation of identity. The second was the knowledge of the scripture. And the last one is the understanding of the word. Come on. You, you see, when, when, you, when, you, when we are tempted by our identity, he's tempting our purpose. What is our purpose? What is your purpose? What is your purpose of going to the next level? What are you doing? What what has God called you for? The next one, the temptation of the knowledge of Scripture, the presence of God. Now, here's the thing I want to let you know: the presence of God can be in a place. And someone can feel absolutely nothing. The presence of God 
can be on a place and people can feel absolutely nothing. But I want to let you know something. Once you get in his presence, once you let God, once you welcome God into your heart and his presence is on you, there is nothing that can stop you. There is nothing that can break you. There is nothing that can break, hurt you. God is with you in his presence. There's healing in his presence. There's, um, there's elevation in his presence. There's goodness in his presence. There's love in his presence. So, you, you, you know your purpose. The devil can't shake you of your purpose. You know that once you're in his, God's presence, there's nothing that can stop you. There's nothing that can derail you. You're, you're in his presence. Now the devil is here to tempt you of the understanding of the word of God. What I mean is, action. You, you, you read the Bible. You, you, you know what the Bible says. Now, are you just going to read it and study it and meditate, or are you going to actually apply it to your life? You, you see, God gave me a word for this one. This is power. You, you see, without power, we can't do anything. Without power, we can't run. See, if we just study, if we just meditate on the word, but we don't put action to the word, James said it, it's worthless. Faith without works is dead. You see, so the devil said, okay, Jesus, you know know who you are you know the word of God but what would you do if I if I give you this if I give you everything you deserve everything that you want would you bow down and worship me would you turn away from God if I give you everything you want let me let me tell you about me the devil tempted me in the same way it, I know my purpose in God God has called me to be a preacher. God has called me to be a teacher. God has called me to be a pastor. I know, I know what God's called me to. I know it. I know the scripture. But here's the thing. I didn't really understand the word of God. So that there was this point in my life where the devil offered me what I wanted, what I knew God wanted me to have. He offered me Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, he offered me to be a senior pastor of a church. This was about five, six, seven years ago. He offered, the, the position was ready. They, here, here's the, they said, you'll have to, you're going to be the assistant pastor for three months. And then you're, and the senior pastor will be leaving. You'll be the school ordained. We'll install you as a senior pastor and you'll have your own church. I was like, let's go. I'm ready. God called me the pastor. This is what God wants me to do. I was ready. But, but 
like I said, before it, before you start something new, fast and pray. Because when you don't fast and pray, this thing called flesh will cloud your vision of what God wants for you. You see, I knew the destination, but the directions were cloudy. I knew where I was supposed to be, but the way I was supposed to get there was cloudy. So I had to fast and pray. Now here's the thing. I was a little upset with God's answer. Don't get me wrong. I was upset. But I knew God knew what was best for me. And I knew God still was working in me and on me. Amen. So I just want to let you know. I, I talked about the blessing of God. I talked about the sacrifice of God. I talked about the struggles, right? Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, right? The blessing, the sacrifice, the struggle. Yeah, we know God will bless us. God, God has a blessing on our life. We know that as a Christian, we're going to have to sacrifice some things. We know as a Christian, we're going to have to struggle. But here's the thing. I want to thank God for the temptation of my life. Because then if you go back all the way up to the first verse, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. It didn't say he was led by the Spirit to fast and pray. He was led by the Spirit to be tempted. I want to let you know this. The devil has no power. The devil can't stop you. The devil has no power to stop you. The only way the devil can stop you is when we give him the power to stop us. So, for example, you, you, you've been... You've been sober for six months, and then all of a sudden, there's this temptation that arises, and you say, the devil is busy. That ain't nothing but the devil. But God, God revealed this to me. When God is trying, God would tempt us to help us overcome. You see, we go through temptation to overcome. You see, when we say that's nothing but the devil in our temptation, we're giving him the power over that addiction. We, I'm going to use me for example. When, when I was overcoming alcohol, 
there, there, there will be some instance I was like, double, nope, 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 you, nope, I'm not going to do it. Uh, right? And I would be giving the devil power over alcohol because I would say it's him who's tempting me. He's trying to get me to drink. It's him who has the power over alcohol. But I want to let you know today, the devil has no power. God is trying to give us the power to overcome. So this is the thing God told me. It, it may seem like you have no power, but you're going through hell. It may seem like all hell breaking loose, but you, and you have no power in it. But God wants me to let you know something. Understand his word. Apply it to your life. Because he's trying to give you the power to come out. You see, it's like a portable charger, right? If it's charged up, it can go for two, three hours, four hours, whatever model you have, it can go, right? But once that time is up, it, it won't charge anything you plug it into because it has to get its power. And you have to plug it up to the source to get the power. So without the source, the portable charger has no power. God wants me to let you know something today. Without him, we have no power. So God wants you to know, get connected to him so you can get recharged. Get connected to him so you can get some power. Verse 11, and I'm, I'm closing. Verse 11. Then the devil went away, and the angels came and took care of Jesus. Verse 11. Verse 1, it says that Jesus was hungry. He was in a weak state. So that means that Jesus was tempted by the devil in his weak moment. I heard a pastor say this once. It, we don't overcome by being strong. We overcome by being weak. You see, and what God revealed to me with that statement was that when we're weak, we don't rely. We, when we're weak, we rely on God to over, help us overcome. You see, when we're weak, we, we humble ourselves. We get low. the temptation after Jesus confirmed who he was in God after he confirmed his knowledge of the word after he confirmed his understanding of the word 
he told the devil to be gone and the devil left. And the angels came and took care of him. After the fasting, after the temptation, he was made better. He was made stronger. He was able to move forward into his ministry. But God wants me to let you know today that after the fasting, after the praying, after the temptation, you're not going to end up weak. You're not going to end up in despair. You're not going to end up in depression. You're going to end up better than what before. I laugh because I remember a phrase from Apostle Felix Broussard Jr. And I love it. He, he used to always say this phrase. Yeah. He said, I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. You see, during the fasting, during the praying, during the temptation, it looks like you're in defeat. But God wants me to let you know right now that I see you in the future and you look much better than you do right now. God is saying, as long as you're sick, as long as you know who you are, as long as you know, have knowledge of the Word of God, as long as you understand the Word of God, you look much better than you do right now. Your situation looks much better than you do right now. God, wanna let, God wants me to let you know that yes, you passed that last level, but as long as you stay with Him, you're going to pass this next level. As long as you stay with Him, you're going to pass this next level. You look much better than you do, right? You see, the devil wants you, wants you to look at how you look right now. He says, you are in the wilderness. I'll place you here at the highest point of the temple. Come on, I know you really did when you not. You see, God brought you to the wilderness to be tempted by me. I'm here elevating you to a higher level. But God is saying, I brought you through. I brought you to the wilderness. But before I brought you to the wilderness, I brought you through your level. I brought you through your first level. God says, you see, there's this thing in a car, right? There's three of them, actually. There's three types of mirrors on a car. You have two side mirrors and a rear view mirror. Now, the side mirrors, you can see behind you, off to the side, and the rear view mirror, you can see behind you. And a good driver knows that you utilize all three. But a good driver doesn't Stay looking in the rearview mirror and the side mirrors the whole time while driving. But the, a good driver would look at the windshield while driving, but occasionally look at the rearview mirror and the side mirrors to see if something's coming up. To be notified on what to do next. For instance, if a good driver sees lights 
in his rearview mirror and side mirror that the driver would pull off to the side and wait until it passed. What, 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 what God wants me to tell you through that illustration is that we are drivers. We are good drivers. We are good Christians. We are moving forward in life. We're driving forward in life. But as a good Christian, we have to also be, in, we have to remember what God brought us from. We, God brought us from that first level. Let me let you know something. That first level wasn't all easy. That God brought us from that first level and into the next level. God wants to let you know that as long as you stay with him, there's no devil in hell that can stop you. As long as you stay with him, he sees you in the future and you look better than you right now. Amen. I pray that this message was for someone. I pray that you receive something out of it. And I pray that tonight you was encouraged to continue moving forward. You was encouraged to continue fasting and praying. You was encouraged to continue going through your temptation. Thank God for the temptation. Thank God for the temptation. Because because of the temptation, we are overcomers. Without temptation, we're not overcomers. We're not conquerors. But because of the temptation, we are more than confident. We're overcoming. Amen. I want to thank you for tuning in and watching with us on this evening. And I just want to let you know that if God is bringing you to a new level, He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. God is with you. A new level, just like he was with the old. To God be the glory. I'm gonna pray this out. Father God, I just thank you, Father God, for this day, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for the new level we are walking into, Father God. We're walking into our new level with courage, Father God. We're walking into our new level strong, Father God. We're walking into our new level in courage, Father God. And we're walking into our new level knowing who we are in you, Father God. Knowing, Father God, having knowledge of the word and understanding the word, Father God. We're walking into our new levels with power, with purpose, and with understanding, Father God. We're walking into our new levels like never before, Father God. We're walking into our new levels, Father God, with you on our side, Father God. We're walking into our new levels, not high but low, Father God. Father God, we're walking with humility, Father God. We're walking, Father God, with you, Father God, into our new level. Father God, I just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing in this place, Father God. I thank you, Father God, with 
Lord, yet doing in the lives of your believers, Father God. That, Father God, the lives that have been changed, Father God, through your believers, Father God. Father God, whatever way you're using them, Father God, through their speech, Father God, through their dance, Father God, through their business, Father God, through their ministry, Father God. I just thank you, Father God, that you get elevating, Father God, your believers, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that you're yet going to hell, Father God, and taking back, Father God, the people that are right doors, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that on today, Father God, lives are being set free, Father God. Lives are being set free, Father God, from the lives of the enemy, Father God. Lives are being set free on tonight, Father God. That, Father God, they're coming into the knowledge of you, Father God. They're coming into the knowledge of who they are in you, Father God. I thank you in your son Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>